It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, May 12th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. First up tonight, as fire season barrels its way to center stage, the state struggles to bolster wildfire personnel numbers. But what some see as an alternative approach to tackle the problem is gaining steam. More on the California report. Then KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza and KVMR's Julia Gem fill us in on May 9th's Nevada County Board of Supervisors meeting with their latest installment of Soup's On. And Rob Ikes heads to the Grass Valley Center for the Arts on Sunday. KVMR's Felton Pruitt sits down with the Dobro player, whose new album has climbed its way to the Americana Charts Top 10. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. It's the morning after the pandemic-era policy used to keep migrants from crossing the border was lifted. It's estimated there are 6,000 people waiting to seek asylum at the San Diego-Tijuana border. Taina is a migrant from Jamaica. I think everyone leaving their home to come to the States have the American dream in mind, you know? A fresh start to, to be able to get a, a better-paying job because... Or, or money has little to no value at home, and there are little to no jobs as well. So I just want a fresh start. She says she's trying to stay positive, but the conditions she's facing make it difficult. I'm homeless. I'm sleeping in a tent on a fence. I'm cold at night. When it rains, I get wet. So it, it is. It's, it's, it's very traumatizing, I'm not going to lie. The California Report Saul Gonzalez will bring us more from the border on Monday. Fire season is fast approaching in California. As the climate warms, fires are expected to be more intense. This comes as California struggles to beef up its wildfire personnel. But a new program in the Bay Area aims to help build that workforce. The Inc. fire in Napa County has burned 50 acres and that's 75 percent contained tonight. But it's a very different story for the sand fire burning in neighboring Yellow County. It's June of 2019 and the sand fire is the latest blaze ravaging the state. That fire broke out this afternoon and what started as a 50 acre grass fire has exploded to 1,700 acres and no containment tonight. It's intense. You kind of get this feeling like you're going in a war. This is like my first real fire. That's Benjamin Fowler. He was one of the inmate firefighters pushing back against the blaze that grew to 2,500 acres. After spending most of his adult life in prison, he says he thrived in that environment. I had a a passion for it. I found out I had a drive for it. Participating in firefighting can shorten people's prison sentences, which was another motivation for Fowler because he had a 10-year-old son waiting for him to be released. In 2022, Fowler was released early from prison. He knew he wanted to become a firefighter, but he didn't know where to start. I didn't know how the application process went. I didn't know how my resume should look. I didn't know what I was doing. I spent close to 21 years of my life and I'm 41, so I'm not tech savvy at all, right? His parole officer connected him with a work center, and his caseworker there immediately connected him to the Forestry and Fire Recruitment Program. That program helps formerly incarcerated people get jobs fighting California wildfires. Royal Ramey is a formerly incarcerated firefighter and co-founder of the program. Our mission was to help increase the number of wildland personnel or wildland firefighter personnel from non-traditional and unrepresented communities. Ramey says many people who fought fires while incarcerated are interested in getting back to that, but they don't know where to begin. 
That's where the Forestry and Fire Recruitment Program comes in. And what we do is we provide them with the basic certifications so they can have that entry-level position with the Forest Service or CAL FIRE. It's a six-month paid training course. Since he started the program in 2015, 175 people have graduated and gone on to fight fires across the state. Last year, CAL FIRE approved a $3.7 million grant for the program to help establish a cohort in the Bay Area. And last month, 14 formerly incarcerated men graduated from that program. That number may seem small, but with a shortage of wildland personnel, every new addition matters. That's according to Chris Anthony, the chief deputy director with CAL FIRE. What was really exciting about this first cohort um, out of the Bay Area program, nearly all of the participants were going to be moving into work with the United States Forest Service. Cal Fire also works with the Ventura Training Center, which trains formerly incarcerated people to work on prescribed fires and become state-certified firefighters. You're talking first. I'm talking right now. In Fairfield, Benjamin Fowler is waiting to start his employment with the Mendocino National Forest Ranger District 5. In the meantime, he's picking up his son from school and taking him to baseball practice. That's not a relationship that I'm prepared to sacrifice. Even though it's for pursuant of my dream, I'm a father first. Fowler got job offers across the state, but he says it was important to him to stay close to his son. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Reports Weekly Magazine. The largest Asian-American film festival in the country, CAMFest, began in San Francisco this week. Host Sasha Coca tells us about a documentary celebrating the first all-female rock band to release an album on a major record label. They're called Fanny. David Bowie once told Rolling Stone, one of the most important female bands in American rock has been buried without a trace. Now, after nearly 50 years, Fanny is back, and they're playing as ferociously as ever, says lead guitarist June Millington. Yeah, we're, we're just going to rock it. We're going to shred. We're going to do our thing. And the age doesn't matter. The new film, Fanny, The Right to Rock, follows the band as they record a reunion album and recalls the crazy stories of the L.A. rock scene back in the 70s. It was like we had our own sorority, but we had amps. It was a sorority with electrical guitars and uh, jamming day and night. Millington also describes the racism, homophobia, and misogyny she faced as a young lesbian Filipina-American musician at a time when people could hardly believe women rock stars took the stage. We might as well said we were going to walk on the moon. You can hear more of Sasha's interview with June Millington on the California Report magazine. Tune in on your public radio station or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And that's the California Report for Friday, May 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Christopher Beale, and Seal Moeller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. And our senior editor is Angela Corral. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. Today, much of Nevada County is either celebrating or lamenting. After nine hours of public comment over two days, the Nevada County Planning Commission voted unanimously to recommend the denial of the proposed Idaho-Maryland mine Rise Grass Valley project to the Nevada County Board of Supervisors. In addition, they voted unanimously to recommend the denial of the final environmental impact report. But as just stated, this is a recommended denial, not a final decision. So what comes next? Following the Planning Commission's recommendation, a Board of Supervisors public hearing will be scheduled no sooner than August. It's then that the Board will consider the Planning Commission's recommendation to deny both the proposed Idaho-Maryland mine and final environmental impact report. The Board will all take into account those nine hours of public comment and other input received throughout this entire process. Of the 78 comments from members of the public given during Thursday's hearing, 58 were in opposition to the mine's reopening while 20 comments were made in favor of its reopening according to the Union of Grass Valley. And despite the two denials, Rise Grass Valley developers plan to push ahead with the project and hope for approval from the Nevada County Board of Supervisors with some changes made. Rise Grass Valley spokesperson Jared Gonzalez says based on the recommendation, quote, we will consider improvements to our project that address the comments of the community. The County of Nevada encourages interested residents to keep informed of updates and view the project's planning process and timeline by visiting www.nevadacountyca.gov slash IMMRISE. Now on to your forecast from the National Weather Service. If you've stepped outside today, you'll have noticed considerably warmer temperatures in our listening area. A significant warming trend brings widespread moderate heat risk over the weekend into next week. As tempting as this may sound for swimming, rivers and creeks will continue to flow high, cold, and fast due to all the mountain snowmelt. So don't go dipping your toes in the Yuba just yet. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight clear with a low around 58 degrees and gusts as high as 23 miles per hour. Saturday, sunny with a high near 91, breezy with gusts as high as 23 miles per hour. Saturday night will be clear with a low around 60 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour. Sunday, sunny with a high near 85. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour. Sunday night will be clear with a low around 57. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight clear with a low around 41 degrees. Saturday, sunny with a high near 69 degrees. Saturday night will be clear with a low around 41. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 67 degrees. A 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 41, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight clear with a low around 59 degrees. Saturday, sunny and hot with a high near 97. Saturday night will be clear with a low around 63 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 93. Sunday night will be clear with a low around 58 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR.
Up ahead, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza sits down with KVMR's Julia Gem for Soups On. In the latest installment, the news team takes a close look at what the Nevada County Board of Supervisors tackled at their May 9th meeting. So to start, just give me a rundown. Well, the meeting went well. The consent calendar consisted of items 1 through 23, and there were only 30 items on the agenda, plus a closed session just before the meeting's adjournment. I know that you don't know what happened in the closed session, but what was it about? Don't they post that in the agenda? Yes, they do post it in the agenda, and this one was regarding real property negotiations. Hmm. So it was about potentially buying or selling or leasing property? Yes. Does it say, does it have any details on the agenda? Maybe like who who was buying, who's selling? Um, no details on who's buying, but the property owner is the United States uh, USDA Forest Service. Huh. And the properties are located off of State Highway 89. Interesting. So closed session negotiations between the county and the federal government, it sounds like. Yep. Okay, so moving on, was there any public comment? Yes. It mostly focused on speakers with opinions about their opposition to the Idaho-Maryland Mine Project. Doesn't surprise me at all. Let's talk about notable events. Uh, The first notable event that I wanted to talk about was item number 24, which was the presenting of a Certificate of Recognition for Music in the Mountains. It recognized their 42 years of service in supporting the arts and culture of Nevada County through the promotion of classical music and education. 42 years. Yep. It's a long time. Yeah, the board discussed different ways that the organization contributes to our community, including not just in social and cultural ways, but also in the form of economic benefit. That's really cool. Anything else? There was item number 27, which was split into two parts, 27A and 27B. In 27A, the Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder Advisory Board gave a presentation that covered their activities in 2022, and they reiterated that the public mental health system in the United States is meant to fund programs that better support mental health, assist anyone experiencing a mental health crisis, and treat people on Medi-Cal who have serious mental illnesses. And then item 27B was a resolution proclaiming May of 2023 as Mental Health Awareness Month in Nevada County, which was approved. Yeah, that is a very important topic. We're going to be doing a couple of stories about mental health awareness on the news this month. So stay tuned for that. Well, Julia, thanks as always for covering these meetings. Next meeting happens on... May 23rd, which is a Tuesday as always. All right. Well, we will be talking to you on the 24th then. Sounds good. Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Coming up, KVMR's Felton Pruitt has details on live Americana music headed to the neighborhood this Sunday. We're talking with Rob Ikes. He's out on tour with Trey Hensley, opening for Rodney Crowell, and they'll be coming to our town in a couple of days on Sunday, starting at 7.30 over at the Center for the Arts. So, uh, my goodness, this is going to be a great show. Rob, you and Trey have a wonderful new album out right now, too, don't you? Yeah, we do. Happy to say it's in the top 10 of the Americana charts. It's been doing really well for us, and uh, it's called Living in a Song. And the title cut is a pretty powerful tune. Who wrote that? Uh, Trey and I wrote that with our producer, Brent Mayer, and uh, I tell people it was inspired after three crappy shows in Ohio a few years ago. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it's just kind of about life on the road, and and ultimately it's about, you know, persevering through the hard times, and, um, but it is kind of a kind of life on the road song. But yeah, the, the whole record, that was kind of the goal with this record is to write all or most of it. And that's kind of what Trey and I did on our COVID break is we 
wrote a lot of songs with each other and our producer, Brent Mayer, and a lot of great Nashville songwriters. And um, we probably wrote 30 or 40 songs all together and then kind of picked the, the 10 that we thought, you know, worked together well on an album. And uh, yeah, re- really proud of this record. Well, living in a song is appropriate because you're on the bus right now with the entire, with Rodney's band, you guys, you all are traveling somewhere up in where, Washington? Yeah, played Mount Vernon, Washington last night, and we're heading to Portland for a show there. And yeah, it's been a great run. All the shows have been sold out except the first one in New York City and just great crowds. And yeah, we're opening the shows and then we're also playing in Rodney's band. So it's just been a real treat all the way around. It's been a blast. And I know there's a, a favorite of ours from uh, up here. Uh, Eamon's in, the, in Rodney's band too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, great fiddle man and player, Eamon. And he's actually in the uh, Randall Opry band also. And he goes out with Rodney a lot and Emmy Lou and other artists. But uh, yeah, yeah, I met him a long time ago when he was in the Green Cards. And it's been nice to, to hang out with him and play some music with him again. You guys are going to be coming to the Center for the Arts this Sunday. But you are certainly no stranger to Grass Valley. No, I, I really kind of started playing there when I was a kid. That was the festival. I grew up in the Bay Area. And um, so Grass Valley is big, you know, in my in my musical background. And uh, really, I got inspired to play after going to that festival when I was 12. Just seeing everybody playing music. It really wasn't so much the stage music. It was more, you know, everybody jamming and having a great time. And my family played a lot of music, and so I'd been around it a lot, but never really got the urge to pick up an instrument. And I guess around the same time, I heard Mike Aldridge play, and that just blew my mind. So I started playing dobro at that point, been playing ever since. Actually, on the way home from that festival, uh, my brother had a tape of Mike Aldridge's first album. Okay. And he popped that in the, in the pickup truck on the way home, and I was like, what is that sound? I, I love that sound and started playing as soon as we got home. We're talking with Rob Ikes. He's going to be playing with Trey Hensley this Sunday at the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley. Showtime is 7.30, and they'll be opening for Rodney Crowell and his band, but then they're going to be joining Rodney as well. And the show's been going really wonderful so far, I would have to assume. Yeah, it's been great. Every show's been sold out except the first one in New York City, I think. But yeah, it's been a blast. It's a great band, and uh, Rodney's just great to work with and you know kind of learning a lot just uh well trey and i have had a lot of you know we do a lot of our own stuff but we also go out with tommy Emanuel, taj mahal uh yorma kalkinen and hot tuna you know we, we we get to work with a lot of our heroes and you just learn you know from hanging out with these guys and and seeing how they do things and and i gotta say one thing that we've learned is that you know these great artists are they're still so excited about music, you know, they're just, they're all lifers. And, um, and it's just inspiring to be around people like that, who it's just all about the music, you know, with these great artists. And so it kind of reaffirms the way we feel about it too. So it's, uh, it's been a great, great experience. Over the years, I've seen you play just about every festival there ever is. And you probably have played with almost every person you ever wanted to play with. Is there still somebody on your wish list that you want to pick with? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, You know, but I do, I got to, you know, say, you know, playing with Earl Scruggs. I played with him for about 10 years, and that was just amazing. And then Tony Rice, same thing. I mean, those are 
two big, big guys in my musical um, hero, you know, my musical Mount Rushmore. And so when I think about getting to work with those two, those are two biggies and Merle Haggard also. I mean, I did, did several records with Merle and, um, you know, just, just, he was always my favorite artist. You said you did a couple records with Merle. Now, I've talked with a lot of artists that have played with Merle, and they say they learn so much about recording and just playing on stage from just being around him. What did you learn from Merle Haggard? Well, the first thing I did with him was a bluegrass record, and he came to Nashville. And uh, so we went to the studio, and he came in, and he started playing some new songs that he had just written. You know, he's still writing great songs. And so we kind of gathered around him in a circle and started just kind of picking these new songs. And then we went to record, and everybody went in their isolation booths, and we did one take of a song. And then he and Marty Stewart sort of talked and said, and then they said, we're going out back out in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Merle... That's what that's what we all love about Merle's records is they're real and you're catching he pulls you in with that vocal because it's all happening at once, you know. And so when you start chopping instruments up and separating people, even just physically moving people away, you lose some of that intimacy, you know. And so we all sat in a circle and they put one microphone in the middle and we recorded the whole album in a circle like that over two days. And then after we do a song, he'd start talking about Bonnie Owens or Roy Nichols, you know, these, yeah. these people in, in his band are my, my heroes, you know? And so it was just so exciting and inspiring to hear from the source, you know, all these great stories. And then he'd talk about uh, today. I started loving you again. And he said, yeah, we've been on the road for like, we did 45 shows in 49 days and we were at the airport coming home and uh i think he said he just looked up and said today i started loving you again wow and she grabbed a pen and paper and said that's great and they they wrote it right then you know um but the importance of getting everybody on the same page with the song and, and having it go down live. Um, and Tony Rice was like that too. He cut most of his records very live. Um, so that was a big lesson, you know, and, and I just always, when you're around people like that, I feel like my brain is on record, you know, I'm, I'm noticing, I'm hearing every little thing they say and I'm remembering it, you know. We're talking with Rob Ikes. He's going to be with Trey Hensley this Sunday at the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley and uh, opening for Rodney Crowell and then playing with Rodney as well. Hey, Rob, always wonderful to catch up with you, and we look forward to seeing you here Sunday at the Center for the Arts. Hey, thanks, Felton. Thanks for playing our music. Appreciate you all. That's our newscast for this Friday, May 12th. Listen to anything you may have missed on our website, kvmr.org, and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our new Instagram account dedicated solely to KVMR news coverage. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Wild Birds Unlimited, locally owned birder, nature, and gift store since 1999. Offering all things birds, bird feeding supplies, nesting boxes, bird baths, also nature-inspired gifts and yard art. Wild Birds Unlimited, Neal Street, Grass Valley.
and Green Acres Nursery and Supply, reminding listeners to consider drought-tolerant plants, drip irrigation, organic amendments to keep landscapes thriving in low-water years. IDigGreenAcres.com Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.